You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome back to Guild Mateys, your favorite podcast where we are about to face the big bad. Um, and it's your favorite podcast. Well, it's your second favorite podcast with the GM's name is Brennan. Anyway, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we really haven't talked about the similarities between, uh, between that, but yeah, yeah. You're my favorite Brennan. Na- thank you. Just so you know. Uh, um, Do we have a lot of similarities with Dimension 20? Yeah, no, uh, just we the have, fact that our there's two Brennans. Brennan. Yeah, and, and, and now we've talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we really, really run the gambit, so that's all. That's uh, all, we all right, need to, sounds good. It's both high quality TTRPG content. Uh, yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, uh, super high. Like, yeah, we are like we're just as high quality as them for sure. We, we yes. Uh, you all are in bed on the island. Deep in your dreams, well, Arthur's having nightmares, but <laughs> deep in. <laughs> Tentacles, don't, no, no grab, no grab, no, no, no. Kinky. Oh, no. Anyway, deep in your dreams, you can hear the uh, the distant whispering of uh, the Vodachi Fate Witches. Uh, it does not sound like they've caught on to you quite yet, but... Uh, they can sense your presence. You can sense their presence, and um, they are—they're going to be coming for you eventually. You do have some time. By the way, the voices are whispering. They're not agitated or whispering quickly enough to really give you the, the sense that um, they're going to be on their way. But uh, whenever somebody messes with the the inner workings of fate, it typically tends to, to tip off their proverbial spidey senses. <clears throat> You all toss and turn in the evening until you wake up, um, each of you in a cold sweat, uh, to a full moon at dawn. Damn! Good one! (laughs) You love the reference. I believe when it was last settled, each of you had different tasks preparing for the BBEG um, and uh, they were, go- were going to don some disguises and such. Um, so you all wake up and convene at your 
agreed upon point. And uh, time to get those disguises ready. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, Q and Giuseppe were going to recruit some local leadership, convince them to get on their side. Uh, Arthur was going to recruit an army. And Sinead and the crew were going to gather supplies. So, yeah, there's there's two parts to what Arthur wants to do. So the first, yeah, so the first part is train any new recruits and, like, form an actual, like, capable military unit. The second thing, uh, honestly, the thing I'll probably do first is go investigate the palace grounds and, like, scout the city so that we know what we're up against when we actually start our invasion. So there's, there's two parts to that. But I want All to right. Play. So, um, get rolling. Um, you want to say what he's going to roll? No, get rolling as in, like, <laughs> oh. discuss the disguises, get the disguises. Oh. <laughs> oh. So this is, like, so this is like early morning, we're all gathered around, like, the center campfire or something? Or, yeah. like, we're just... Okay. Um, just Arthur's have Chad's just... Uh, uh, chin dimples looking extra dimply. He's got his hair uh, combed back. He's just happy um, uh, to have hair again. Arthur starts the day after waking up just, like, sitting in front of, like, the smoldering campfire, and he just kind of looks a bit distracted to start the day. Arthur, uh, are you okay? You you look a bit of a... Are you okay? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Giuseppe, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I... I thought I... I thought I had a, a list. I had a... I thought I... And he reaches into his jacket pocket and he pulls out a list that like is just has a bunch of like random things written on it, um, and like a really like unreadable script. And he starts looking down items. Right, okay, scouting, new recruits, making camp. Okay, right, all right. Um, Giuseppe, I know what I'm going to do today. Um, what are you What are you doing? What did we settle on? You're helping Sh- Captain Shanae. I'm helping the Q, but we thought it was best to practice my diplomatic skills. Uh, Q being more of the pilot, me being the co-pilot, whatever that means. Right, right. Okay. Um, I need to, I need to go do some things in the city, so um, I'll see you later, I guess. Make sure you grab a disguise, uh, maybe ask some of the Votachin pirates for the, uh, for some of their apparel. Oh, right. I guess that would be a good idea. I do maybe, look a bit uh, dodgy. Just kind of, well, well, you know, uh, the, the, you're probably wanted criminals, which is nothing new for you three, I'm sure, but, uh, well, for you, well, for one of you, at least. And he looks at Sinead. <laughs> uh, right. I'm not gonna lie, I totally missed what you just said. I was looking at my, my, uh, um, <laughs> my, my, my advantage point stuff. He, he said that you're, uh, you're probably all wanted criminals, you're all wanted criminals, and it's nothing new for you three, and then he looks at Arthur the Knight, and uh, Q, the, the nobleman, and then looks at Sinead, the pirate, and is like, well, one of you is probably used to this. <laughs> well, you don't have the most spotless record either, so I'd keep your mouth shut. That's fair enough. It will be on the, um, on the backs of criminals that we put you on the crown anyway, so... Or on the throne, with the crown, anyway. Um, sorry, what, what were we talking about? You were going into the city. I was leaving with Q. Uh, Sinead, what were you going to do? Uh, I guess gather weapons, supplies, materials, whatever, for whatever we need to do. And I, I think I'd be able to find someone who could uh, get us ready for that. 
The uh, Giuseppo uh, like looks real sad for a second, probably remembering Chenzo, and he's like, he he nods. Um, he says, "By the way, is anybody else nervous? We're going to be in the biggest battle of our lives without a doctor." I um, sorry. I, I it occurs to me that I haven't done a very good job describing kind of what a battle like this would be like. Um, I'm, it's kind of dawning on me that I'm the only person here that's really been in an actual like war, like a siege of a city and stuff like that. Um, it is somewhat concerning in the way that war does not really provide much time for doctors in the moment. If you get injured during battle, I don't really know that there's going to be an opportunity with all the chaos going on to really heal any wounds. So it's, you, we really only get one shot um, and battle, anybody can really die. In a war like this, there's too much going on to have a real line of triage with our resources. So, um, Oh I my th- goodness, I didn't know this was the invasion of Normandy. That hasn't happened yet. Um Cut that part is out. Is there Normandy here in this world? There is Normandy, but it has not been invaded it's, it's not by the spelled Allies. The same. It's spelled with well, we an can I just e pretend instead of a Y. <laughs> well, you know, in uh, in Essen or whatever, there's there's Nor- the Great Normandy invasion of a century ago. We all are familiar with this thing that canonically happened in Seventh Sea Land, and not it may just bear resemblance to something that might have happened in Europe. <laughs> Amelia never change. <laughs> okay, Giuseppo says. Okay, then, uh, Q, should we, what kind of disguises should we, should we put on? We have all manner of, uh, Vodach and a clothing back on the ship. What should we do? Well, I mean, we should probably just go for something low-key, like something upper middle class, so we can talk to the people we need to talk to, but without, like, looking like peasants. Uh, just maybe something with, like, a hood or a hat to cover our face. Uh, most excellent. I, I bet I can find just that. Um, well, come with me. Let's let's get to moving. Yeah. I All right. So um, Arthur uh, goes off to the ship to, to get in disguise, and I guess you get. Are you going to take a rowboat to the shore? Um. So what Arthur's going to do is instead of dressing like a Vodachin noble, he is going to dress down. Actually, take off his nice jacket, take off his hat. Um, he's going to throw on like a really rough like um basically shawl and and pass as like a street urchin as like somebody that is poor on the streets um okay. so that he can slip in and out of kind of done like dingy spaces easily and since he's already insane and kind of babbles anyway it won't really <laughs> look that different not a place um smart and and then i think yeah i think he'll just take a rowboat to shore um Actually, I think he's going to be indirect about it. I think he's going to rowboat to a, uh, an island that gets regular ferry traffic and then get on the ferry that goes to the mainland Vodachi. Excellent. And uh, are you, Q, uh, would you like to go with Arthur or do you want to go directly there? Or how, how do you plan on landing? Um, I, Arthur, you, Arthur's planning on like kind of landing, you know, making sure somewhere a little out of the way and secluded, right? Yeah. I'll probably go with Arthur then and then like, you know, split up immediately upon uh, hitting shore. All right, you got it. So um, the three of you, uh, get ready for that. Captain Sinead, uh, the rest of your crew um, is, you know, making camp. Your uh, player characters are 
um, have just left the Lady Morgan in their disguises on a rowboat to row to an island, to hop onto a ferry. Um, the crew is yours. You uh, said you would like to gather supplies. Uh, how would you go about doing that? What kind of supplies are you talking about? Um, so I totally just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm a little spacey today, but, um, yeah, I think I'll probably take a second rowboat over to the shore and look for some, uh, like weapons merchants and just like, I don't know, military surplus store or something, (laughs) I guess. Um, Um, so the way this is going to work, each of you are going to get two raises or not two raises, two, um, two risks, uh, to be able to do this. Um, Fail them and you get caught, and we gotta start the boss fight early, succeed them to various levels, and you get whatever. So, Arthur, yours will be scouting out the area and then recruiting volunteers. Uh, Sinead, choose which types of uh, supplies that you would like. So, um, just choose them from the skills list. You got weaponry, you got sailing, you got warfare, whatever you want. Uh, choose two of those. And uh, Q, um, I'm just, you are going to have enough time. To build relationships with two nobles. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Sweet. So um, let's start with uh, the first round. Um, and then that will, as usual, whenever we all do a simultaneous roll, the highest uh, number of races will go first. So, Arthur, for scouting, I'm going to say you will be using wits plus notice to scout out the facility. Don't forget to add all bonuses related. Q, um, it's going to be panache plus convince to convince uh, the first noble. And Sinead, of all the skills, which one would you like to use first? Um, it was... Did you give me a trait to, to roll with? I, I'm leaving up to you, so you can do weaponry and find weapons, warfare, and find, like... Big well, weapons or, or trainees. Right, but th- those are skills. So what about like Oh, oh, traits? sorry. Yes. Um, traits, my bad. Uh, I'm going to say that is... I'm going to say that's wits because it's your ability to find things and scrap. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also have my advantage point that I was looking at earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Spend a hero point to locate a fixer, information broker, black market, or similar underworld figure. So I think... Big brain. Uh, yeah, I think a fixer would be fixer or uh black market would fit under this uh sure. requirement do you probably, have a hero point right? to spend yeah i have three all right there you go <laughs> um, um so do i even have to roll for that uh you will not get caught because you're going to be dealing with someone who's doing this illegal anyway so you can't fail it and start initiate combat and also i'm going to say because you found someone who who deals with this kind of stuff add an extra die on top of your on top of your rolls Got it. So, uh, um, wits plus whatever I choose, whichever yep. one I choose. Okay, so I will um, do weaponry, I guess. And right. You said plus one dice? Yep, and then plus the first time rolled weaponry. Uh, Got it. Quick question. Uh, table talk. Rob, you activated your virtue, which turns all your raise, uh, rolls into raises. Have you used that yet? I have not, because um, that was after... Like, that was at the end of last session. So I was actually going to ask, like, do I still roll and just add, still add the numbers up? Or is it just however many dice I would roll, that's how many raises I get? Just how many dice you would roll. That's how many raises okay. You get. So then I get five raises then. Okay. 
Sweet. All right, guys. Uh, the way this is going to work. Zero, you get caught and start combat. One, you find nothing. Then you find better stuff on the sliding scale up from one. So we got five from Arthur. I feel like he might be going first. Uh, Amelia? I got three. All right. I'm still adding. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm still math. adding. Give me a second. Uh, I also got five. Okay. Uh, roll just a raw, tw- uh, raw ten. Sinead and Arthur. Seven. Seven eight. Ooh. All right. So in order, it's going to be uh, Sinead, then Arthur. Thank you. All right, Sinead, uh, you rode on the shore. Do you take anybody with you? Um, yeah, I try to find Enrique. I don't know where he is, but um, I'm going to ask him if he wants to come with me. Enrique is um, busy uh, stoking the fire. He says, my captain. So not busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Occupied stoking the fire. <laughs> um, I walk over to him. So, um... Have you thought any more about what we talked about last night? I've decided to go with you. It's the right thing to do. All right. Well, I'm about to go on a trip for supplies. So if you'd like to come with me, I'm about to row ashore. Um, he says, <clears throat> when you say supplies, are we talking the pointy kind, perhaps of the steel variety? Yes. My favorite kind of supply. Good. Um, so... You, what do you disguise him in? I think we'll probably just go as both, not peasants, but like lower <laughs> class, I guess. I don't know. Because um, I, Sinead doesn't have the fanciest clothes to begin with, so <laughs> True. Um, just do what I can to make me not look what I normally look like. Alright, so you arrive on shore um, a little bit away from the I'm not going to make you roll to get there on time or to get there where you're going because you have direction sense. Um, of course with Arthur and Q they're taking a ferry there so they're not the ones steering. Um, but with you uh, you also get to bypass it because of your skill with the ship. Um, you end up just a few leagues away from the uh, from the nearest dock on one of the many islands of Fantasy Venice and uh, you See the usual manner of shops and merchants and establishments, uh, back alleys and pubs and breweries, etc., that uh, accompany the beginning of the city right at the front of the dock. Yeah, so the way, I don't know if you're about to move on to someone else, but um, the the way I kind of see this going in my head is probably, uh, Sinead has probably been on, like, to this port with a crew that isn't her current crew, just on another ship that she was on in the past, and she has probably followed someone doing a similar trip, like looking for for weapons or supplies or whatever, and so she would think to go back to the same person. I would imagine so. Um, I, I would say that most people who chose the background of pirate would have spent time buying weapons in a port. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Enrique says, All right, Sinead, um, I'm not too familiar with the underworld, but we're, we're going to have to figure out where to go, you know? Yeah, Perhaps there's a back yeah, yeah, alley yeah. over there. Yeah, we... yeah, yeah. That's... Don't hurt yourself, Enrique. I, I know exactly where to go. He he looks pleased, but also <laughs> like... <laughs> huh. Um, so yeah, he follows you around. Uh, there's, a, there's these two big buildings um, that uh, one says like uh, swords and other things and the other one says deadly weaponry 
and uh, there's this thin alley right between them that's paved with cobblestones. There's no light, which is weird because it's like daytime. It's like the morning. Um, and you you crawl through, you know, and he's like, I, you know, I, I gotta say, this this is not the easiest place to go. Is there, isn't there like a stairway or... Are you chickening out on me? No, I'm not... No, I am not chickening out on you. <laughs> and he just stands up straight and... <laughs> like, and the, standing up straight causes him to, like, be able to fit down. <laughs> just fine. <laughs> uh, you get to the end of the alleyway, and uh, there's a little spot um, the between uh, all these buildings. Uh, there, It's just like a bridge that goes to nowhere over one of the canals of, uh, of the city. And uh, it's pretty invisible from and from anywhere. There's not enough light in the alleyway to see it, so you're completely secluded unless you're on top of a building looking down. Um, where, where you are, there is a shady-looking figure completely uh, encompassed in a cloak with a couple of chests on either side of them. They're just sitting down cross-legged uh, on the wood of this of this bridge structure. On either side of them, you can see two uh, large gentlemen of uh, Vodachi Brute Squad uh, to guard the chest. Um, <clears throat> the person says, <clears throat> Ah, Sinead Temple. It's been the summer time, but I can hear the gate of your step quite well. You've come back for some dangerous weapons, I believe. I sure have. I also just missed her company while I was gone. <laughs> Most people have. Uh, I wonder if it has something to do with being a broker of death. Um, she lifts back her hood. You can see that um, she looks the same as when you left her. She is in her mid-fifties. She is still... Uh, her eyes are still milked over. She's still blind. And she uh, still has the same uh, face tattoo going up her neck and uh, around her eye. Um, the, the tattoo is of a, uh, of a dragon going with the, the mouth like eating the eye, and then she's got various weapons tattooed around her neck and down her arms of daggers and, and rapiers, etc. Never gets old. The sight of that face. <laughs> uh, so you're being awfully kind today, buttering me up perhaps... Would you like a discount? I say. Well, I can't just miss you after all this time. <laughs> uh, such youthful charm. The kind of thing I've, I've missed around here. There's not been as much, a le- you know, what's the, levity around here, I think is the word. It's been rather a boring. Lots of people being all serious. Yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention to politics, but it's too much politics. Well, me and a few friends are looking to change that. Um, she, her eyes widen and she like leans back and she says, Oh my goodness, we're taking over the government, aren't we? Are we staging a coup? All right, keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. But Shout you didn't from hear the it rooftops. from me. <laughs> but, uh, but maybe. Um, your friend uh, from, uh, from Castile, I can... He smells Castilian, and I, I, what exactly is uh, is he doing here? 
He is just, uh, he's not used to the, to the outings quite like this one, the dark and shadowy ones. So I'm just showing him the way. Don't mind him. He's harmless, I assure you. <laughs> uh, what is your name? Enrique. Huh. Yes. Very, very, I was going to say Catholic name, but very Church of the Prophet's name. <laughs> As she looks around nervously at the camera. Um, so what would you like? What were we thinking? Well, we need things to, uh, to supply a small army, which I know is a big ask of you, but, uh, it's, it's very much needed, as I'm sure you can tell. We need to change things up around here. A small army. Well, I have some other chests around, but what it is in here should do. It's typical variety, mostly rapiers and cutlasses. Is there anything else specific that you would like? Uh, table talk. Is there anything specific that we would like? <laughs> I assume you guys had this conversation before you left, so yeah. yeah. So yeah. the, the easiest... Oh, I was I just going to say, can we for... just say that Xenade gets all of the typical stuff? <laughs> yeah, I rolled for weaponry, so that's okay. what I'm getting right And you got five no. raises, which is Huge. the amount you need for like the full deal. So you would get, yeah. um, she says, <clears throat> oh, most excellent. And we have a deal. If you we just didn't enough. answer like what weapons. <laughs> what do you want? Ah, yeah. uh, the usual. I, I'm sure we discussed <laughs> more like the sharp ones. You know, like I want 10 of these. I want 20 <laughs> Heavy of these. Heavy ones. I want 30 um, of these, so, you know. so this, uh, let me just say what arthur like probably would have recommended is that guns are going to be the hardest to teach people how to use so we go with like swords or spears any shields wait q wants a gun uh arthur also uh, wants a gun so pick up two pistols yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like it would be just very in tune with 7c though to just be like we buy weaponry and we just kind of assume we have the stuff yeah and then like if we want something weird maybe then we roll for it yeah exactly um, um, yeah, and I think we'll need uh, exactly three guns. <laughs> three guns and a shit ton of swords. She can throw a gun at Giuseppo. <laughs> See, we're we're at the end of the season. He can have a gun you too. Four guns. Four, four guns. I'll tell you what. One of them must be smaller than the other I'll three. Tell though. you what, she says. Uh, it turns out we have a deal. If you buy three guns and three three of guns, twenty. Scimitars, 30 cutlasses, 40 rapiers, a handful of spears, and over three shields. You get a free gun and a barrel of whiskey. I'll. That's a good deal. I think I'll take you up on that. Buy, buy some things, get a gun free. I'll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny. I'm not actually for Dutch, and I, I came from Texas. Um, so then she just basically. she opens up the uh, the chests, rummages around to make sure it's all there, um, and then, after taking a few seconds to feel around in there, says, <clears throat> oh, Brutus, uh, please get uh, inventory chest number three, as well as number four, uh, a keg of our, our whiskey, and uh, four of our pistols, please. Uh, Brutus, um, like, nods, and he comes back and he returns with uh, two more chests, and a barrel of whiskey and uh, four guns. Perfect. <laughs> They're actually a matching set. Um, look at the beautiful or ornate. 
carvings on them. I carved them myself. And each one is like, and like, they're gorgeous. You know, they don't, they don't look like they're too special in terms of functionality, but beautifully hand carved wood, everything. Um, Aww, I never got the matching to name friendship them. guns. <laughs> yeah, friendship. Friend, uh, so it's up to you. You think I wouldn't notice the beautiful details you always include in our uh, in your weaponry here? You know why I come back to you? It's because of things like this. The little <laughs> details, the little amounts of love that you put into each weapon. She she blushes furiously, and then you hear <laughs> a gunshot rings out, um, and a uh, a bird falls off of your shoulder. <laughs> Sinead, and you notice that she uh, shot <laughs> she from the She there's a bird on her shoulder. Yeah, was there a bird on my shoulder? There was now. Is that my pet crow? <laughs> Not your pet crow. The crow's back on the island. It was um, a pigeon. The bird but... was like just about to land on your shoulder. And Not today. <laughs> and she shot it from uh, from inside, from under her cloak like she wasn't holding the gun. Uh, and it falls off and she goes, um, I figured you might be a hungry uh, I look over at Enrique. How does he feel about that? Enrique looks very hungry. <laughs> uh, I yeah, we could yeah, we're a little bit uh peckish, I guess. If you want to, you got a recommendation? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, those things cook beautifully. I, I'm sure your Castilian friend knows all about how to cook a roasted pigeon. Enrique picks it up happily. <laughs> all right. Is, well, how I guess much- we're set there. Mm-hmm. Never mind. It's a game. This is a fun game. We're having fun. (laughs) We don't need to think about the... It's fine. (laughs) There is no science in 7th C. We got the whiskey to dip it in. It'll be all fine. Were you about to ask how much meat is there on, like, a parrot? (laughs) That might have been shot at point blank range, like, at, like, right next to with the pistol. Yeah, but we're playing a fun game. We're having fun, so I don't need to ask questions. I'll tell you what. She got it. She got the bullet to just barely graze the the tip of it, so the, the, the air around the air around the bullet uh, was enough to like knock. It was enough to kill the bird and crush its brain. So the the lead never touched the bird. The meat's fine. There's wow. like three chicken nuggets worth of meat on this thing. Mm. Wow. Got it. So three, I got sixty. I got a, I got a twenty nuggets. piece McNugget meal. From the <laughs> okay, so you leave with a twenty piece McNugget, a barrel of whiskey, four guns, and a shit ton of weapons, and, and a, a partridge in a pear tree. All right, you guys. Let's go. Both of you guys get a hero point well, for uh, for <laughs> same braining that. That was that was good. Ugh. Uh, speaking of both of you guys, uh, you get off the ferry together and you are, um, kind of in a, in the, the B port, <laughs> uh, next to the, the main, uh, Vodachi, the main Venetian shipping centers. Uh, you're, are both disguised and you split up. Arthur, we're following you first. Um, right. So Arthur lands, um. I imagine that Arthur and Q fist bump. Uh, yeah, right. And then we just split. We don't even talk. It's just just silent fist bump, different directions. Um, Arthur is like gone immediately down an alley, um, hood up. It, it's honestly probably surprising how quickly he looks homeless after <laughs> stepping off the ferry. Um, I think the first thing he's kind of doing is like as he's you know walking through the narrow streets and alleys of um, Vodachi, he he just like starts um, giving like the barest amount of information to anybody that is 
like destitute or like desperate. Um, so I imagine he's. Does he know any Vodashin at this point, like from his exposure on the ship, or is it still yeah, just up? It's pretty broken. Like it, it's the equivalent of spending about what's a good seventeen hundreds equivalent. It's like he spent like three months on Duolingo. Is about right. how much you'd know. Yeah, that's a great seventeen hundreds. <laughs> right. No. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, okay, so all the all this, uh, maybe I guess we could resolve it with like a roll. So basically, what I want to communicate in Vodachin to anybody that looks like relatively able-bodied and desperate enough to join an army. Um, so like any poor like eighteen-year-old man, um, or I mean anybody that's like looking willing to fight. Got it. Um, so, so what what he wants to communicate is this. Um, so we'll just how about this before we before we begin? Um, I'll tell you what to tell you what to roll, and I'm yeah, gonna I, say I already rolled the five raises though for whatever that was. Oh, this is but, for okay. this is for recruit. Uh, that was for scouting. Is this for recruiting? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, we can do it like that. Well, I'll yeah, I'll want the five for scouting. So it, we'll okay. roll separately for recruiting. Okay. Cool. We'll just um, remember that I've got five in the bank. You do. Um, so same thing as last time. Um, get a zero, you get caught. <laughs> you, you talk like an undercover guard or something. Um, you uh, get a one, nothing happens, and you get more and more people. I'm going to say you get ten uh, Vodachin soldiers for every one raise you want to spend. More than one. Okay, so what am I rolling again? Uh, that's going to be panache plus convince to recruit people to your cause. Awesome. Okay, so that's... Seven dies. I'm gonna be rolling seven die. Okay, so Arthur got two raises. He rolled pretty bad. His production is lacking. Um, Alright, so you get ten people, um, and the typical speech you give them is. Um, so what he tries to communicate um, is like. Prince Giuseppo's returned. We're recruiting an army. Head to the island of Chisea if you'd like to join. Um, I think part of the difficulty is that anytime that Arthur like goes into a dark alley, he like sees some sort like some nightmare or like uncomfortable memory for like a flash of a second, and so he's constantly like trying to like remain focused while he's talking with these people, and so he's just like having a really hard time. Um, like getting it out. I don't know the, how to speak Italian or Vodachin, so I don't know really how to roleplay it other than he's just like, so he just anyway, so Giuseppe's back and right, so head to Giuseppe if you want to like join our army, I gotta go, and then like just kind of moves on so it's like a very like mixed battle of like whether or not they even understood what I was saying. It's um, Giesa. Chiesa. Uh, Chiesa. Well, that's part of the problem. Is he doesn't know how to pronounce anything either. <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, imagine you like go up to people and you're just like, "You want to die with me? <laughs> go or to church in this ocean." <laughs> it's like a Inglorious Bastards, where he's like it with Brad Pitt's trying to speak Italian. <laughs> Chiesa. <laughs> Chiesa. <laughs> um, but they got the message. On journey. On <laughs> So of an available 40 people, you recruit 10 um, who aren't scared away by a rambling homeless madman asking them to die for them at a church. Are we sure we want these guys? (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, man. The dice say we do. <laughs> Have the crew showed any interest in, like, fighting? Or, like, yeah, being a no, part of the, the cause? Yeah, like, how absolutely. many of them do we have? We just kind of have had, like, a... Well, if, over the course of the... You started out with, like, 40, I'd say. But then, like, 10 died because of the whale. And then a couple more from other fights, scraps, diseases. I don't know. There's 20 people plus the play characters plus the named NPCs enough to crew a Lady Morgan. Can I argue for 25? The, the name NPCs that we now have, like... Two of? Three of? Uh, well, I was thinking there's like five play characters plus named NPCs that is 25. Well, I think we should start, we should do a base of 25 and then add the things on top. Okay, yeah. so you have 25 NPCs. So about 30. And then, Roughly yeah, so you have 30, 30 people. We can just round that up to 50 if we <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> because of 3,000. Uh, so you have 30 people, including all NPCs, all named NPCs, and everybody on the crew. 30 of you guys. So now we have 40. We have these extra 10. Correct. All uh, homeless for the options. God. Excellent. (laughs) Hey, anyway. They've been disenfranchised by the system. They'll fight against it. They're they're angry. Exactly. Arthur knows how to pick them. Okay. Um, So, uh, we now cue your first roll. All mm-hmm. of the people you can try and recruit. You have enough time to fully woo two people. Who would you like to go after first? Do I have any contacts here in Vodachi? I would say you do, for sure. How many of them you remember after your amnesia? Probably not many of them, so I'll make you roll for it. Um, give me a wits plus, I don't know, intelligence? What is this? Um, no, this can it be perform? I never roll perform. Can we see how well my long term memory is performing? <sighs> fine. If you come up, if you can have a better one, I'm fine to roll it. I didn't think I that would work. Don't. I mean, for a memory check, you could probably just do wits plus scholarship or or empathy if it's like remembering somebody close to you. Empathy would make the most sense if you'd rather do empathy. Okay. I'll do empathy in. <laughs> like, would Q care enough about this person to remember them? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Q um, cares about everyone. So if you get to zero, you think you remember somebody, and it's the wrong person. It's actually like a guard, and you set off the fi- uh, the final boss battle. You can spend one way raise to not know anyone. You can spend a, a second raise to be able to find someone that you remember. Anything more than that, you can bank for later. So it's one, two... That's three raises. Okay. So, you do remember somebody. Uh, and I'll let you spend the third one to t- say who you want to remember, or I'll decide. So, do you want to remember a baker, a merchant, a wine merchant, a farmer, guard, um, priest, witch? Ooh. I feel like getting a witch, if we could get a witch to defect, that'd be dope. I will say getting a witch to the effect will be much higher on the raises to get that to work. You do have five. Okay. You do have five to spend um, on it, of course. But you could also bank some of those for your next person to recruit. Mm, nah, I'm going to spend them all right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, if I need to spend them all. I'm, I'm, I'm full of hubris. I would like to try and get the witch. 
Okay, um, so you exhaust every single one of your raises coming into this pursuit to find your old friend of Adoption Witch, whose name is... Uh, Celeste. Celeste. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, Celeste is where uh, you would typically find her, which is... Uh, I'm going to go to... I Okay, I'm just going to go to the... The very high-end bookstore that I know she likes to hang around. Maybe she works there or something. Maybe she deals in expensive artifacts or something, or her husband does, or something like that. Gotcha. You find uh, Celeste, unusual, and uh, she's uh, piling books away. And uh, she sees you, and she looks really closely. And um, you actually look pretty much like you, because you're no longer half-dead. So she says... My goodness, is that a cue? It's been so much of a time. It has been so long. Come here, Celeste. And I do the little kiss on the uh, both cheeks. She uh, she blushes furiously. And she says, No, what are you doing in the bookstore? You know, it's ironic that I'm here. Canonically, witches are not allowed to, to read. Yeah, you know, that is that is wild. I <laughs> Uh, I guess, I, you know, it's a good thing your husband runs this bookstore and you just operate out of it and probably don't secretly read the books ever. No, that would make way too much sense, uh, you know. I don't know much about fate. She, like, right. looks at the camera. Okay. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, I just wanted you wanted to get your, you know, your opinion on some things that are going on around town, you know? Uh, well, there's not too much going on. We're finally about to overthrow the old establishment and make a witch coven that controls all of Adachi and then all of the money and all of the trades so we can take over the entire world by controlling the wealth and material goods of the entire world of Thea. Okay, but like... Just... just wondering. Is that what you really want? Unlimited power! Um... Yes! You know- Unlimited power comes with unlimited responsibility. What are you and my mother? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know, I know I've known you for a while now, and I'm sure you've done well for yourself among the fate witches, but, you know, replacing one oligarchy with another, as soon as they get into power, what what assurances you have that you get to keep any of that? Well, I help them get it. And, and is Regina usually very uh, charitable to the people she no longer has a use for? I, I'm surprised that you do you know about the Regina. That's uh, the news that travels fast, I suppose. Oh, well, you know, I know a little bit about everything. Oh, which reminds me, before we go further, I'm terribly sorry to hear about the, your, your home country. I, I've heard it's been turned into some socialist utopia. Uh, yeah, you know, it actually really isn't bad. We have a lot of maker spaces in the public libraries now, so it's pretty sweet. Oh, that's, uh, that's quite rad. But, um, your family, did, were they among the ones that were killed in the revolution? Oh, did you hear anything about my family in the revolution? Yeah, I heard that they left. Like, did, you, did you hear where they went? No, to be honest, if anybody knew where they had went, then they probably would be a lot less safe. Yeah, that's true. You know, they should just be dead for a year. That's what I did. What? Um, 
you know, fake my own death for a year. Like, you know, you go into hiding and people think you're dead and that you died. Anyway. So you we, were we, we, the death. You enough. didn't actually die. It's really not important, like, the details. We're not, we don't need to talk about me. I just want to talk about you and your future. I mean, like, what if we had a future Rodachi where, you know, you wouldn't have to pretend you don't know how to read? Um, what if we put more power in the people so that way, you know, you don't have to worry about dealing with the trade negotiations of some faraway country you don't care about. And, like, the problem with once you get in power, once you, like, seize power through a coup, you're just going to spend all of your time making sure other people don't try and, like, kill you for the power. And, of course, once you displace people, then you have to deal with the refugee crisis and then you have to deal with, you know, all of these people moving around. And it's such a headache. And it's like, I mean, if that's what you want, <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want, you know, go ahead and I hope that you keep something nice for me. But, like, personally, you know, there's a reason why I've never gone into like the more overt leadership roles is because that's not really the best place to be you know she thinks over it for a minute and she goes I think you have a point there's only one question since when is QLA so interested in giving the power to the people is this a new thing this is a very new thing I've turned over a new leaf we've had a lot of growth it turns out um, being charitable it's like a very good look on me, so we're doing that now. When did you change your mind? I did. We'll call it the near-death experience, and it really put things into perspective. Also, seeing my entire country on fire, I was like, oh, maybe that's not <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. Because so the other thing is, if you take control and you don't like, and they don't fix all of the shit. All of these people, they're just going to get mad and burn all your shit too. And then it's like, okay, now we're here and we don't have anything nice because it's all burnt, you know? Like, there's a lot of tapestries we're not getting back. I will say it. I... Okay. Well... Wait, all I'm... All do you I'm want asking... me to join you in some sort of pursuit? Or we can leave the country? Or what What do you want to do? Look, I know you're, like, on the inside. And I don't want to put you in danger by making you, like, snoop around for information that you don't want to do unless you wanted to do that. And that would be, like, really cool. But I... All I'm saying is, when, if things go down, you may notice the tide turning against the other witches. And if you could just help push that along, help weave just a little strand of fate in our favor, um, we will remember that and compensate you on the other side. Well, you have yourself a deal. I... You have yourself a witch in your pocket. I just got one thing to say. Seeing QLA be such a person of the people, I would have thought I'd have as much of a chance of seeing that as dating the ocean. And she, like, chuckles to herself. Yeah. Uh, yes, and also, like, just in case it wasn't clear, like, maybe don't go around spreading word that I'm in town or anything, because, like, some people are looking for me. <laughs> Not that, uh, but... Doing such would uh, go against my investment. Um, you're right. Uh, Giuseppo's like, man, this diplomacy thing is awesome. Okay, so. Yeah, that's good, Giuseppo. You're handling the next one. <laughs> oh, God. What a mess. Uh, and good thing you didn't, like, save any raises for him to mooch off of or anything. Make him that work for oh, Make him work for his own kingdom. God damn it. <laughs> he uh, could do something. Bold of you to act like I don't still have my Giuseppo point. <laughs> A what? Behind every successful Italian prince, there is a they them doing all the work. 
there's no such thing as a Giuseppo point. No, Brennan, I swear to fucking God, I, have I an swear Enrique to God. Point, bitch. You don't guys be are... pretending like you don't give out weird points willy nilly. <laughs> there is nothing in the rule book about an Enrique. You point. can't gaslight us like this. You I literally can't gas. I'm un- impossible to gaslight because even if I'm wrong, I am so strong in my <laughs> convictions. Like I don't give a shit. I'm spending this Giuseppo point. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. 
Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Uh, we're back with Sinead. What else do you want? You now have weapons. Um, can I roll again for more stuff? Yes. Um, I wouldn't say more weapons, because you already have enough for one of all of your men. You can. Yeah, what'll, what'll a warfare roll get me? Uh, warfare will get you, like, cannons, uh, maybe some do uniform- Do we need that? Do we need Art, cannons? Rob, what, what is this? What's up, Rob? You're not. You're not here. Hi, Rob. What is it? Food and food and camp supplies would be. Hi. Food and camp supplies <laughs> would probably be the next most important thing. Yeah. We just recruited a bunch of homeless sense. people, so we need like. <laughs> we need like. Can uniform- we get them some socks? Yeah, like uniforms. Um, right. And food. military surplus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so you're gonna go to I the roll warfare for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go roll no, warfare. No, I probably shouldn't because I have zero in warfare. Hold on. Let me see. There's well, there's not a whole lot else you can. Roll. Yeah, I'm looking. There's really not anything. You can um, do sailing if you want to pick up some sailing equipment. Well, why do we need to to roll to buy food? We just have money. Is that not enough? We're trying. So she's doing the the. It's to find it because she's doing the the back uh, alley stuff, so it? she doesn't risk uh, another Castile situation and getting thrown into jail. Okay. Well, that I mean, that probably well, just this be time like I have a, a Castilian on my side, so yeah, I've learned I don't my know. lesson. That still feels like a wits plus like notice, like a, just a perception. Like, do you know where you can? Go, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Let's do that. Let's notice. To, well, I gotta, to notice. I gotta know what you're looking for is the thing. To notice where the food and supplies are, the food okay. and the food and shelter is. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Is there fucking goodwill around here? <laughs> 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 okay, wits plus notice. Yeah, I think the I, Aldi. I think I bumped up the notice last time I, I leveled up. So nice. Three, and that's another three. Oh my god. Um, Alright, okay. so as usual, you don't have to spend um, uh, arrays to avoid getting caught because you're doing the back alley thing, so you just get better stuff with each raise. Um, if you can get five again, then I'll let you get another cute little awesome thing like the guns. Or if you get four, you just get maximum stuff and no specials. I got four. All right. So uh, you don't get, like, golden apples or anything, uh, but you do have 100%. Can I craft them in my, uh, in my um, crafting table? Yeah. Golden apples? <laughs> yes, you can. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> sick gamer reference. So <laughs> you have uh, a guy up your sleeve. You know him. His name is... Uh, uh, Master Master Quarter, and um, he is he uh, deals things out of the army surplus store at like a discount price um, as he's embezzling the stuff. So you meet him out in the back alley behind. He's like, "Hey, Sunday the Temple, I've gotta say, you look up pretty good." Yeah, I uh, I've had a good few years. I, I I'd say. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you with it. Who's the friend? The skinnier one. He's uh he's just my shadow for today. He he won't hurt you, I promise. He's he's uh all bark, no bite, but barely any bark to even go with that, so he's he's fine, you can ignore him. Um he says, I'll be the judge of a that and he takes a, a throwing knife and he throws it, and then Enrique like catches it. <laughs> 
And uh, he says, eh, Not to do of a bad, uh, but you've given yourself away. It uh, seems you've been taking up a crew of marvelous combat skill. You must be doing something rather nefarious. I want in. How much is it going to cost me an inventory that I stole from my bosses? I kind of look at Enrique to see if he, if I would make the same conclusion looking at him for the first time. Then I just kind of shrug. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I say, yeah, we are cooking up something a little uh, nefarious, to put it in your own words. And I, uh, I'll need a little bit of your help if you're willing to, to help us. A little bit of my help. What can I get for you? I got supplies. I've got army. I've got surplus. I've got army a surplus. I've got a surplus of the army. I, I've, oh, I've already got my pointy stabby things, uh, down, so I don't need any of that, but, uh, just to keep some, uh, soldiers alive for, uh, for a small army, somewhere between, uh, 20 and 30, 30 and 40, I don't remember how many we got. You got uh, 40, but you don't know how many Arthur collected, right, right, so right, right. you can um, assume, how many would you think, on a scale of 1 to 4, how well do you think Arthur did? I would did? probably go for 50 just to be safe. Okay, so you're on the assumption that Arthur uh, got 20 new people that turned to your crew. So um, he's like, well, what do I know? I've got enough for uh, about 50 soldiers right here. We got the boots. We got the socks. We got the the, the mess kits. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you need any uh, citrus would be great. <laughs> citrus, yes. Uh, gotta prevent the scurvy. Uh, do they have I, those I little camping mugs that you can put a carabiner <laughs> on to your bag? <laughs> Yes, uh, they're camping mugs. Uh, we've got some uh, glow sticks and some headlamps as well. Uh, some pocket knives. That's that's all perfect. I'll take all of it. All I of, know he, I so, could count on you. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, and he hands you 50 Eisen army knives. Um, they've all got like corkscrews for opening bottles. Um, and uh, he says... <clears throat> All right, I'll have my boys help carry this to your ship. Uh, by the way, what kind of ship are you sailing nowadays? I gotta know. I've got myself a, a pretty little ship, if I do say so myself. Oh, most excellent. She docked at the main docks, or perhaps the, 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 the seaport. She's in hiding right now. I don't want to give myself away. Ah, Good old but, uh, once, once this is all over, I'll let you have a, a little look-see. Ah, that is the kind of Sinead that I like to hear. Uh, so he gives you everything you need, assuming you spent all four points on it. And uh, you now have enough supplies for a 50-person army. All right, I take it all back all with right. whatever men he helps me move it. <laughs> all right, uh, we're moving to Arthur. Yeah, so the next thing on the docket for Arthur is he needs to move to the palace and he needs to stay undetected and try to scout out the palace grounds, take notes of like guard positions and stuff like that, um, try to figure out where the, the um, where Loriana and um, uh, the big bad uh, is. I forgot Regina. Uh, Regina George, right. Uh <laughs> Um, so he needs to find like where they're located, where they're holding up. Um, right. So he's moving through like the edge of the city towards the palace, and I imagine the palace is quite a ways away from like the outer, um, like ports. It is. Um, uh, question: What did you do with the ten homeless people? Right. I gave them directions to get to um, Chisea, 
Got I it. still say, am I saying that right, Chisea? Um, and I told them, Chiesa. um, sorry, Chiesa, Chiesa, Chiesa. Uh, so I like told them like which fairies to take, and then um, where the rowboat was and how to like pilot it back. So, um, like I imagine they'll just be like waiting um, by that rowboat, or they'll find a way to get to that island. But they know where it is. I've given them instructions to like. Like I, uh, yeah, I can like point that out. Like, so I know they, the name of the island. So. They Google maps the way to Chiesa, and you are alone in the city, approaching the palace. You walk through the many cobblestone streets of uh, Fantasy Venice, and uh, all the beauty that which run Laurentia has for you, which isn't an excessive amount of beauty, but you know it's there. Um, after a mile or two up the road, you reach the palace. Okay, um, so. I think this would be a good time maybe to describe kind of in a more concrete way what Arthur's working with upstairs. Um, After looking into the in-between, Arthur's mind quite literally shattered. So if you imagine that like memories and seeing things is like looking at a painting behind a sheet of glass and what appears behind there like changes with what your mind focuses on, right? Arthur lives in a world of shattered mirrors, and everywhere he looks around him is a different piece of shattered glass that reflects some nightmare or memory or feeling, and so he is constantly in a work getting distracted by different things. But when he's focused on something that he knows how to do in like a really cool way, like stealth through the woods or fighting or like things to do with like combat and warfare and being a knight he can usually focus and get himself right but he has a really hard time just fucking walking around this spooky swampy city um with all this gothic architecture and he is just constantly kind of freaked out um until he gets to the palace and he's able to like disassociate more fully and get back into like being a night mode so the first thing he's going to do is try to find some sort of high vantage point to like try to get a better aerial view of the palace so if there's anything tall nearby he'd like to try to climb it uh there is uh there's a couple of um you know medium-sized buildings that kind of thing uh the tallest thing around uh you have the option of a tree um a beautiful a uh, tree that's in uh, in the, the beginning of the courtyard that seems to have grown for some time, and there's also a very tall um, abandoned guards tower that looks like it hasn't been used in some time um, to look over the city. Um, yeah, he's gonna go for the guards tower. Got it. Uh, you walk up to the guards tower. You open the door. It goes. <laughs> It kind of sounds like uh, Dewitt and Gargling, That's to be honest. That's what I was going to say. This door sounds a little like Dewitt and... Um, Arthur, Arthur hears how bad it's squeaking and it's just like, fucking hell, and just shoves it open. So just, just get it over with. Uh, door's open. There's a staircase spiral. Um, okay, so he starts climbing up the staircase. All right, don't look down. Don't look down. It's okay. It's okay. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's in the shadows. It's okay. Just go up the stairs. You reach the top of the staircase. Um, you have five races to spend on this scouting. So um, 
whatever kind of detail, whatever you want to know about it, I will tell you. Um, so Arthur first wants to know what the like entrances to the palace are. Like, what would be the best entrance to get an army through? So there's three main entrances. Uh, there's the front doors, um, which are heavy and um, kind of conspicuous, although they do have uh, the most room. They're double doors, so they you can fit twice as many people through at once. Uh, there's uh, some doors. There's uh, also east and west doors. There are no back doors. The doors that are east and west, the ones to the east, uh, look like they're typically used for um, uh, for uh, the... Uh, for the merchants to go after, come in and out, people coming in to bring food, to cater, uh, to the feasts, um, that kind of stuff. And then the west doors are for uh, military stuff. So that's where they, there's a garrison, etc. Okay. Um, so Arthur wants to look at the west doors. Um, if it's the military garrison, he wants to get a rough estimate of the amount of guards that are kind of in the palace grounds at any one time. So what you can tell um, after uh, looking up, you know, spending some time up there, um, the amount of guards that go in and go out, it looks like they're changing every you know, about hour or so from your, you know, Vodachin guards practices are anywhere near the same as um, anywhere near the same as uh, those in Avalon. It should be a garrison about 30 men. 30 men at the palace, huh? Hmm. Then. Arthur kind of gets the, gets the impression if it's only 30 soldiers in the garrison for the palace of Vodachi, that the Vodachin military must be <coughs> must be like spread pretty thin around Thea or just you know like the lands of, of greater Vodachi. so it's relatively little um, the witchers also probably believe they can take care of themselves but it's nice to have guns that's true. Speaking of which, uh, do I, does Arthur see any any like witchy type women going in and out of the palace? No, no. Okay. Um, Arthur would like to descend the tower and try to like infiltrate the palace grounds a bit, like hop the fence. If to the extent that there's like an out, outward boundary, he doesn't want to get into like the building itself necessarily, but he wants to get into the grounds and like sneak around the like trees and shrubbery, like around windows and stuff, and see you what he get- can like, see inside really close and then the guardsman steps up and says <clears throat> well state on your business um so arthur still has his like homeless cloak on so i think he's going to try to completely deceive this guard and just like start like shivering and shaking like as he's accosted and um no money no 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 money i don't, I don't have any money he levels his gun at you and says, In that case, live at the grounds. We have no use for you here. He shoes you away. Okay, Arthur kind of like, <laughs> like, like galloping, like <laughs> hunchback gallops, like out of the grounds. And then like, as soon as he's outside, the guard like straightens up again. And it's just like, all right, well, fuck. <laughs> so I guess it's going to be hard to like get a better view without just busting in. Um... Okay. We could. So Arthur's kind of just like thinking, like, well, if we knew that there's going to be a bunch of witches in there, we could just set the whole building on fire. I'll. But who uh, knows if that would work? And Giuseppe would probably hate that anyway. (laughs) Um. 
so I guess if he can't like look in the palace windows then um I think he's just gonna wait a long time during this day. I think he's just gonna stake out the palace and see if he sees any witches going in or out for like the they can tell. Like I think he's gonna like stay well past sunset. Alright, we will leave what you observed to the time skip uh okay. queue. Um okay. who would you like to recruit for your second noble? Okay, Giuseppe. Yes. Alright. Do you have anyone who is on your side who you know would be sympathetic to you and your family? I, uh... I'm not too sure, but... My father had the best friend, the merchant of the wine, um, whose name is in the Seventh Sea Canon book. Give me one a second. Okay, so it's it's called the Felici. L-F-A-L-I-S-C-I. Uh, Giuseppe says, <clears throat> Donello Felici is, controls the most fertile crops, the best vineyards, makes the greatest wine. Um... Honestly, before the success and crisis of Marcello and my father Vivaldi, he was one of the three most powerful merchant, venti- uh, merchant princes, along with Villanova and Bonulli. And do you think he would be likely to support your bid for the throne? I think we've got one way to find out, but I believe that if he is not, I am likely to be able to convince him. Well, then I guess that is our next target. Well, let's be off it then. And so uh, you and Seppo uh, walk deeper into the... which is Seppo's lead into the land of Laurentia to recruit the final piece of your plan to take the city back. And that is where we're going to end the session. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.